Throughout the history of the Jewish people, there have been those that are what are called in Hebrew mechashve kitzen, calculators of the set time, which means that, of course, we know we're waiting for Mashiach, and it's been a long time, it's been almost 2,000 years already. So throughout the centuries, there have been those that were mechashve kitzen, that they predicted different predictions of when Mashiach was going to come. And also throughout history, those that would say, oh, this year he's going to come, that year he's going to come. Unfortunately, none of them have been right. Like the Gemara already says, Kalu kala kitsen, all the predicted dates have finished already, we passed them all already, and Mashiach still not here, which is the greatest question that there could possibly be why that is. But that's the that's what Mechash Vekitzim, those that would said predicted times, predicted years. So the year 1848... The year 1848, for a long time before that, many people were saying that that's going to be the year Mashiach comes. Tafresh Ches, 1848. Happens to be, parenthetically, historically a lot of things happened in Europe in 1848. There were a lot of revolutions throughout Europe and it was a tumultuous year. But 1848 came and left and Mashiach still didn't come. There were major shifts in the world, but Mashiach didn't come. And so the Rebbe Marash who was the fourth Rebbe of Lubavitch, of Chabad, Reb Shmuel of Lubavitch. The Rebbe Marash went to his father, who was Rebbe at the time, the Rebbe that Tzemach Tzedek, Rebbe Menachem Mendel of Lubavitch, the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Rebbe of Chabad. So the Rebbe Marash went to his father and said, how could it be that the year Tafresh Ches, 1848, came and went, and Mashiach still is not here? So, But everyone was saying that this year would be, Mashiach would be redemption. So the Tzemach Tzedek answered, they were not incorrect, those that said 1848 would be the year of Mashiach. Because that year, says the Tzemach Tzedek, that year the Lakute Torah was published. Lakute Torah is the Alter Rebbe's book on Chumash, Chasidus on Chumash. And the Tzemach Tzedek said that because that year, 1848, the Lakute Torah was published, mean it was disseminated, it was made available for everyone for all generations, that is Mashiach, the Tzemach Tzedek was saying. That's a taste of Mashiach. Why is that Mashiach? Why is that an aspect, a Bechina, a, a taste of Mashiach? Because we've learned many times that the teachings of Hasidus are essentially the, a taste of Mashiach, the light of Mashiach. That's what Hasidus is. It is the light of Mashiach, which is why, you know, all the other parts of Torah are what the king tell you to do or not to do, etc. Hasidus focuses on the king himself to understand and as much as possible of the king himself and to understand our relationship to him. So Hasidus is that part of Torah where God is talked about in an open way. Like the Heilige Mincha Saluza, the Munkachereba before the war, the Mincha Saluza used to call Gemara Nister, and Kabbalah, Chasidus, he would call Nigla. Now we know that Nigla means the revealed part of Torah, which we usually associate with Gemara, with Halacha, and Nister is the concealed part of Torah, which is what Kabbalah and Chasidus talk about, aspects of God Himself. So we usually call Gemara Nigla, the revealed, and Kabbalah Nister. But the Munkach Rebbe was saying it's the opposite. Gemara should be called Nister, the hidden part of Torah, because God is hidden in the Gemara. Every word of the Gemara is Mamish Hashem's infinite light, but you're talking about oxes goring cows and different laws, monetary laws, very mundane matters. 
So it's the Mincha Saluza said it's Nister, God is concealed in, in Gemara. But in Kabbalah, see this, he's Nigla, God is revealed. So the Tzemach Tzadik was saying that since we're talking about Chasidus, Chasidus is Mamash, the light of the king as he is, shining. That's above time and space. The light of Mashiach is above time and space. The light of Chasidus is above time and space. So because we know the Mashiach told the Baal Shem Tov that his coming is dependent on the wellsprings of Chasidus spreading forward. So Chasidus is what is the light of Mashiach and Chasidus will bring Mashiach. So therefore, because it's above time, so as soon as you're learning Chasidus, as soon as you're understanding, coming to an appreciation of God through Chasidus, you've gone beyond space and time. And at that level, Mashiach is already here. And the Rebbe Maharash responded to his father, we need Mashiach here below 10 handbreadths, down here in the physical world. In other words, the Rebbe Marash answered his father, that's wonderful in the high spiritual realms above time and space, you're ready with Mashiach, but the whole point of creation is that Mashiach should be down here in the physical world within time and space, to reveal God's essence within time and space. So we have to take from this anecdote two opposite things, two opposing things, which a Jew has to be able to live with contradictions. One of them is what the Tzemach Tzedek is teaching us, which is that when we learn Chesidus, and you learn about ideas of Hashem's light, and you reflect on that in a deep way, that's a redemption. You're living with Mashiach. If you're connecting with God, you're connecting beyond time, and you're already tasting that place of redemption. Being able to connect one's mind and inspire oneself with God, that is an aspect of Mashiach, of the light of Mashiach now. But on the other hand, we have to also know what the Rebbe Marash said is true, that we need Lamaisa, we need Mashiach down here below without having to meditate. Mashiach is being able to see God with our physical eyes. We won't have to work on seeing God or believing in God. We'll see that the whole world is nothing but the light of God, and then we'll see God's transcendent light and finally God's essence with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, we should see him tonight.